0: You are listening to The BenchCast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here and thank you for tuning in to The BenchCast. This is episode 100. I want to thank everyone who has been listening throughout. Um, It's been a real pleasure to bring you these episodes of the Benchcast. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. So we're celebrating episode 100 today. And the topic that I wanted to talk about was exercises that when you first did them, you were like, I'm going to stay away from this exercise. It either didn't feel good or you you were very weak at the movement. Um, And then I'm going to talk about today how those exercises can be valuable. And I'm going to share three exercises that I've been doing um, that I hated at first, but since have become a staple in my program. Okay, so I'm going to talk about those exact movements with you If it's your first time listening to the podcast, I'm Coach Ben. I'm a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I've amassed an 820-pound bench press in my career. I have the fortunate pleasure of coaching lifters across the globe through our online coaching program. So I want to thank everyone for being here today celebrating episode 100. Uh, What a wild ride it's been. I remember the first episode we ever did of the bench cast, me and Elvis back then, um, it came a long road. I think we've been doing this bench cast here for for two years. So uh, again, I want to say thank you to everyone. It means a lot. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, three movements. When I first did them, I was like, oh, hell no, this is not for me. But you give it some time and all of a sudden, you know, you realize how beneficial they can be. Usually it's because you're not very strong at them to start out. Um, Usually, uh, you know, you you either feel some discomfort, some pain, and that turns you away from them immediately. You never really give them a chance. Uh, Or, you know, you're just so weak at it, you're like, F this, I ain't going to try that. I'll give you one example. One of the movements that I was just like, F this movement, you know. It was, uh the overhead press, okay, barbell overhead press. It was a huge weak point for me, and then I realized in general, my shoulders will digress. If I don't continually stress shoulder stability, shoulder strength, they will digress because I don't hit them very well In the bench press i arch so much i get in such a tuck position i don't travel much range of motion i'm very in tune with my back that for me the overhead press was a huge huge weakness because they were never getting developed in my bench press so it was something i always had to supplement with and it was a big hindering point i tried at first i was like this is bullshit i ain't even doing a plate for reps you know back then so i would get away from them But then you realize, you know, this is a weak link. We need to address it. And you start to hit that more regularly and more regularly. Um, So that became a big staple in my program to get that shoulder strength up and to get that that shoulder strength developed. Um, So that has been a a huge staple uh, in my programming. And as well for our athletes, too, if I find that's a weak point. You know, I'll have them overhead press, and then if they experience any trouble with that movement, other than, you know, just being weak at it at first, if they're getting any discomforts, I'll look at ways that we can, um, you know, progress their, whether it's they need more mobility or the technique is off, we'll look to develop that instead of just saying, all right, let's stick away from this movement, we'll look to develop the technique. Um, that goes along with that movement so they can perform it you know a few of our athletes come to mind where they first started doing overhead pressing they didn't have much success with it you know the weight was light you know that's to be expected but they were having some issues with um, getting in position and shoulders and stuff like that because they didn't have great overhead mobility so that's something that we would work on over time we give it more time to develop and then it soon became something where we really brought up some weak points and uh, you know, that that's what you'll typically experience with a lot of these these types of movements where you, you first time you you do them you're like oh hell no you know what i mean so the other movement here that comes to mind for me uh is the good morning all right the good mornings uh, were something when I first uh, started out doing them, I was like, this is not great for my lower back. Uh, I felt very, very uh, weak there. And oh, I, I was like, this is, this is hurting me. You know, this, is, this doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, but it, it was something I had to give like a solid four, five, even six weeks to really start gaining some traction and some confidence with the, um, with the good mornings. And nowadays I'm finding if I take good mornings out of my program, then I don't even, uh, or my back feels really weak. I don't even feel strong in my lower back. I start having some issues, start not being able to pick my squats good. My back is more prone to, to getting beat up, but I find the good mornings... Um, because for, for whatever reason, my lower back, right, isn't getting taxed enough in some of these other movements and, um, the good mornings are hitting it precisely how it needs to, to, to be hit, um, to develop the strength in that position. I, I think of the good mornings as a, uh, recovery squat. You know, you get into a bad position with a good morning or i mean a bad position with the squat that's a good morning right the bars out in front of us now we have to recover from that we need the back strength to kind of extend back into position so a good morning is is a great uh what i call a recovery squat so if you ever get out of position in your squat if you're good at good mornings you know you're gonna be okay most likely um, And there's a lot of variations that you can spin on a good morning you know, there's a lot of uh, feet closer together or a wider stance or you switch bar positions or you switch bars. You know, one of my favorite good morning variations is a SSB bar good morning. and I like to also uh, additionally throw bands onto that movement as well because when you're in your weakest point, you are able to explode out of it, really engage your hammies and your, your glutes without all that excess weight on you. And then, boom, as you're firing through, that tension kicks in right when you really need to force the hips through. So uh, it's, that was really an awesome movement um, for me, adding that into my routine, something that I, I didn't, I always stayed away from. And our athletes will will do it, and they'll have the same experiences that I did. At first, they'll they'll say, "Hey, this bothers my back. This isn't this isn't great." But most of our athletes are all, um, you know, they they take the time to uh, develop the movement. I say, let's give it a four week cycle. Let's be patient with it. And then, since many of them, um, it's become a regular part of their routine. Something that um, it, it really helps uh, build up not only the squat but even deadlifts. And, and in fact, it actually with the conjugate style system that we're running for a lot of our athletes, um, that takes the place of deadlifting. In some weeks, we do heavy good mornings instead of heavy deadlifting after max effort squats. So because it's such a mechanically similar movement, we get that development in the posterior chain uh, for performing these good mornings correctly. And that actually will help build our deadlift without even having to really deadlift you know so uh, that is another movement which has been a huge addition to my program something that i need to keep in the program on the regular because if i don't then like i said lower back issues feel weak in that area all right so um that is is number two number three for me Something that at first I was like, oh shit, you know, this this isn't one for me, but one that you have to bring up, an exercise you have to bring up. You know, it's it's always a goldmine when you stumble on those exercises you hate to do, you're weak at, uh, and force yourself to continue to progress on them. And that would be the uh, barbell row. Okay, barbell row for me, um, the biggest issue I'd have with that is holding the static position, holding that hip hinge position kind of goes back to us saying the lower back being weak holding that position. Everything's firing um, try and trying to get the hips going and the upper back, but the lower back is a weak point there. Um, and with the breathing and the bracing plays a huge role in that too. Um, but holding that static position for a barbell row was traditionally always the hardest part. All right. And it still is. I, I can row if I was able to stabilize more. So it's something that I've um, been doing more on the regular because, uh, un- unlike a like, seal row or pen row, you know you can come back down with the bar, but with a barbell row, you know you're trying to uh, extend your arms down, but you're holding a hinge pattern the whole time. And again, a movement that I was very weak at at first, never really pushed, but since then became a staple in my program, um, and have seen great results. And you have to give it some time because even that position, sometimes that can bother your back a bit. But you have to give yourself a chance to develop at some of these movements. Just like I said with good mornings, you have to give yourself a chance to actually develop, build up the strength to to be in that position. Um, So those are top three movements for me that at first I was like, oh, hell no, you know, and now become a regular part. Of my routine, and I'm sure you guys too. I want to challenge everyone listening to this podcast. I want to challenge you guys. What movements, if you had to pick out three movements, or if you had to pick out three movements, what it gives you the hardest uh, time in your training? You know, what movements um, did you stay away from originally? Maybe you tried it once. You're like, this isn't for me. Gotten back to them. Maybe you've seen really good results sticking with it. Um, you know Something that at first was either uncomfortable or very weak and you had to develop it over time. And now they're one of your favorite things. So I'd love to hear from you guys. You can reach out to me, CoachBen at BigBenches.com. Share your, your anecdotes and your training with me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you all. Um, so there you have it, guys. I appreciate everyone listening in. Those are three exercises for me. The, uh, the good mornings, the overhead press, and the barbell row. Um, three big movements that are a staple in my programming now um, that never used to be. You know, it never used to got enough priority, but I found immense value in them. So, hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for tuning in for 100 episodes. Before I leave, I'm going to leave you with a quick message about our VIP program. Are you frustrated with your training progress? I get it. I've been there, and I've also helped numerous athletes break their plateaus. I'd like to invite you to a cost-efficient way of joining our Big Benches team, the VIP membership. Through joining our exclusive team group hosted via Facebook, you'll receive access to everything you need to see big progress in your training. Access all of our program templates for free, coaching critiques on lifts, and exclusive video tips on how to improve technique. Not to mention, all members receive a 15% lifetime discount to our store. Need new wraps, sleeves, apparel? It's all there. Join the VIP membership today by visiting BigBenches.com. Look forward to having you on the Big Benches team.